The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. So, Adam, have you ever heard of uh, uh, a footballer named King Kazu? King Kazu? No, I King Kazu. His name is uh, Kazuyoshi Miura. Uh, he, okay. he was a, uh, a famous player in Japan. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to uh, point him out to you because uh, this week he's celebrating his uh, 57th birthday. And okay. he's doing it as a member of a second division team in Portugal. He's still playing. Wow. He's wow. still playing. He's 57 years old. I, I looked him up today. He's got a son that's 27. <laughs> And he's That's still amazing. playing professional. He's played for the Japanese national team, uh, but not since 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He played professional futsal for a while, but he's right now he's out on loan um, in uh, in Portugal. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of the team. It starts with an mm-hmm. O. Um, yeah. And so I just wanted to say, it's not too late for you. <laughs> what do you think? Thanks. It's too late. You're not 57 yet? Yeah, but my back hurts, my neck hurts, everything hurts, Rick. Yeah, but you got the colonoscopy, you got the (laughs) thumbs up from the uh, doctor. I think think it's time for you to get back into the game. All right, I'll get my back back fixed first. We'll see how that works. All right, but it would probably mean the end of free kicks, so maybe you shouldn't do it because it is time right now (laughs) for free kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So, um, I noticed there's a little melancholy in your voice again this week. Um, <laughs> there was a big game this past weekend, a, a cup final, the Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Liverpool versus Chelsea. I thought that uh, Chelsea played very well in fact that you know at the end of 90 minutes it looked like Chelsea was gonna go on to win Liverpool was out there with like you know 14 year olds and and you know balls of tape and uh it, it looked like there was no possible way that they were gonna win it but they came back and they won it for the clopper and a one nil victory um, and you know who Gary Neville is? Of course, you know who Gary Neville is. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course. He referred to the Chelsea team as billion-pound bottle jobs after mm. the game, which I'm not quite sure what that means. Yeah, if you if you bottle something, it means that uh, you kind of choke. It's a choke. You should have won, but you lost. You know what I mean? Ah. Well, they uh, asked uh, Mauricio... Pochettino, what he thought of that comment after the game, and here's what he said. Gary, I have a very good relationship with him. But that doesn't mean that maybe sometimes can be unfair or not fair under my opinion. No, In that case, I think it's not fair, the, the comment. But, of course, he tried to, you know, to yesterday to make a little bit soft the, the comment. But I think we need to put all in context. I think after 90 minutes we were very better, we were better side, you know, and we deserve to win. In the last 10-15 minutes I think we create too many chances to score. We were not clinical enough and then 
I think uh, you always need some luck, you know, to score the goal and win the game. And I think we won the game after 90 minutes. All people will talk in a different way today, and maybe we were genius and what an amazing player we have and everything. That cannot because of after in the next in the extra time. I think we didn't manage. So you see, you see what he's saying there is, um, if the game had ended after 90 minutes, people would be saying how great they are. But because yeah. they just had yeah. a couple of bad minutes afterwards, <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> they would just be judged by that. Your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the game uh, afterwards, so I wasn't able to watch it live. But um, from from what I saw, I mean, I think he's right. I mean, Chelsea were definitely the better team for the first 90 minutes. There's no question. Created a lot more chances, had a little bit more of the play. Now, that's not to say that Liverpool didn't have their chances. They did. but uh, And this has been pretty much the, the story of Chelsea's season couple of touches in the too many touches in the box too many things here just not getting the shot off in enough time hitting posts those types of things so right. and then and then they fall mercy the, the the one thing with that game the longer the game it went you knew the goal that was going to be scored was of course going to be a set piece and as we always say set pieces set, set pieces, pieces set, set pieces, pieces. yes it's it's that's how often these games are won and lost, and that's exactly what happened. So, I think he's right. You know, a lot of people giving these players some criticism, and you know, I think especially because of how Liverpool played the kids at the end. You know, yeah. that was all the big story about all these kids came up. When you actually look at their minutes, some of them only played like seven, ten minutes. Yeah, whatever. It wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like you know, you can spin it how you want to spin it, but they should have won. Yeah, they didn't. We'll live through it. Let's let's face it, though. I mean, that Liverpool uh, eleven that they put out there was like the C team, right? You yeah. Know, oh, yeah. You yeah. Had it was definitely no Mo not Salah. Problem. You had no Darwin Nunez. No uh, Trent. Uh, even the goalie Allison wasn't there. Um, you know, they had many players missing. Yeah, and they yeah. still Especially, held yeah, on. Yeah, I I agree. Spe- I mean. Their front three was, you know, established, Gapo, Elliot, Diaz, but midfield, Endo obviously has been a mainstay, McAllister's good, but Grevenbuck, I don't know too much about him. Right. And then obviously kind of Bradley's kind of come into the fourth front. But when you look at their the subs they had, yeah, absolutely. When they were subbing plays in, there wasn't anybody of real distinction that anybody really knew. Right. Uh, Zimikas was, you know, he was a sub that came on. True. Um, so and uh, yeah. provided the cross for the goal for Van Dyke. So, which was a great header, by the way. I mean, it was an amazing header. Yeah, he scored two just like that. The same thing. So, the first one was got disallowed. But yeah, yeah. it's one of those things. And uh, yeah, when you look at it, you're, I think people are right to say that they, Chelsea should have won and they didn't. And so now they've got to go again. Hopefully, pick themselves up. They've got the FA Cup this week, yep. which is actually have a big game this week. We'll they'll be after we record this, so this goes on, but uh, hopefully they'll get a result and they'll keep on going. Okay. Uh, another big news story this week, Everton, uh, this just came out yesterday as we're taping here mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Um, they did lodge a protest when they had those 10 points deducted and the league did come back and give them a few of those points back. They got four points back, which now brings them back out of the relegation zone. Yeah, absolutely fantastic for them. So, 
a massive uh, uh, kickstart to their season. You could say at the you know near the end of the season here, and uh, so they they moved up. So originally, I think they had twenty one points, and so they just got four points. And what really helped was with Brentford losing yesterday as well. So now they are tied with Brentford. Actually, I think they're above Brentford because yeah. um, because of goal differential. Yeah. Because uh, Brentford conceded a bunch of goals yesterday, so uh, yeah, the goal differential is pretty good. They're in pretty good sh- good shape, and it's it's tough for Luton, who now plummet down into the bottom three. And uh, as we said at the start of the year, the bottom three is the the front the three that came up. Yeah, it kind of looks that way now, right? The bottom three right now are the three teams that were just promoted last year. So yeah. it made us start thinking about who's coming up. And, you know, this is the time of year when you start talking about it. About two-thirds of the season is done. Um, so we let's take a look at what's happening down in the championship because right now mm-hmm. Leicester City has been kind of running away with it. And, you know, I think uh, it would be nice to get them back up into the Premier League. And Leeds looks like a pretty good bet to return. They're right now tied with Ipswich Town, but they're mm-hmm. ahead on goal differential. And then the other teams that are in the running are uh, Southampton, which has you know been up there before. West Brom has been up there before. Hull City yeah. has been up there yeah. in a while, but they have been up there, you know, not too long ago. <coughs> so yeah. tell everybody exactly how this works, how the uh, how how the competition works for the the teams to get moved up into the Premier. yeah yeah yeah. So basically, the top two will automatically get promoted into the Premier League. So right now, the top two teams, Leicester City are, are, are top. They, they're, and then Leeds United are second. So two teams that just went back, well, who were relegated last year are the top two teams. And that often that happens. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, Leeds just beat Leicester on the weekend. So in, in a big 3-1 victory for Leeds. So that was a, a great result for them. So that's pushed them up. Now, Ipswich are right there as well. They're in third place. They're just uh, below them on goal differential. Um, and then Southampton, West Brom, Hull. So the next four teams, if that's the way it finished, what would happen is uh, they would have a little playoff. So three plays six, four plays five, and then the final is at Wembley. And they say that's the the biggest and most expensive game of the year because whoever wins that gets the promotion to the Premier League. So the top three or top two, and then the third out of the playoffs goes up. And then the bottom three with no playoffs in the Premier League, go down. So, uh, right. yeah, it's uh, exciting times for those Leicester and Leeds fans because they can see the potential of going back up. And you know who Leeds' manager is? Who? It's a former Norwich City uh, manager, our fav- one of our favorite uh, Germans. Uh, Fokker is his name. <laughs> Excuse if you me? remember him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Watch it. Yes, I do. He's the one that never <laughs> smiles, right? That's right, Daniel Fokker. <laughs> Absolutely. And you've got to be careful how you say it. I just like saying it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's the manager manager of Leeds. So uh, it seems like he, he runs that championship. He's pretty good there. So hopefully uh, he can make things move forward a little bit uh, for Leeds and get them back into the into the Premier League. So yeah. Daniel Fokker taking Leeds is, Leeds is a team that should be in the Premier League based on, you know, their – Size of their town, the size of their stadium, the depth of the support of the of the followers. I always think that they should be up there. 
Uh, oh, no question. So. No question. Yeah. And they have massive, yeah, like you said, they have massive uh, fan support in terms of who they are. And uh, yeah, they, they're definitely the uh, the team that can, can do damage, especially because of the, the history that they've got. So I think it's a really good group. And, and the same, same thing with Leicester City, very well supported. Yep. You know, they, they, they've won the Premier League. Remember that they've won the Premier yeah. League, you know, not too long ago. And they've still got... Uh, Jamie Vardy still playing a little I bit know. of a, a role in there too. So he's he's got ten ends. goals. I just looked it up. He's got ten goals this year, and and now I get to hear my favorite uh, thing when he comes back up, and that's Jamie Vardy. Jamie <laughs> Vardy. I just uh, yeah, it just warms my heart. He's great. Yeah, he's good. All right, let's talk about what's going. Well, you know what? We haven't played this in a while. Here we go. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well. Uh, as we head into the final uh, third of the mm. season, uh, we have a three-team race. I think uh, it's safe to say you got Liverpool uh, uh, up one point on Man City, up yep. one point on Arsenal. Um, Liverpool's on top, but we have already talked about how their injuries are starting to pile up. City and Arsenal are rolling, and Arsenal has Ooh. been scoring goals like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, some great results recently in terms of the goals that they're scoring and uh, playing at top form. And so catching them up, that's for sure. So what are, you, what are your thoughts? I, I was looking at the overall titles. All three of these teams uh, uh, obviously are royalty in terms of uh, Premier League history and first flight history. Liverpool has 19 titles. Uh, the last one was in 2021. Arsenal has mm-hmm. 13. They last mm-hmm. won it in 2003. City has nine. But five of those <laughs> have come in the yeah. last six years. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a, uh, <coughs> an upset win, uh, no matter who wins it. Of those three teams, they're all powerhouses. No question. All have got a history of the winning the Premier League. You know, Liverpool obviously have just won it the once, but Back when I was a young lad in the 80s uh, and the 90s, Liverpool was definitely one of the top teams. Then Manchester United were the ones that were winning all the titles. Um, so they've got that that history. And, and certainly, as you mentioned already, they're playing for the clopper. Yeah, they are. Uh, so they have that kind of uh, inner self of inner belief to try to win it. And uh, they, they could potentially win four trophies. You know, that, that would be unbelievable. I don't know if you knew that. So they've, yeah. obviously they've already won one. They're still in the FA Cup. Obviously, you've got the Premier League, and they're favourites to win the Europa League. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna finish on a high note, then boom, that's a great high note to finish. It would be nice. So, so yeah. So, and then I think with Arsenal, they they consistently surprised me just because you know there, there was a little bit of inconsistency there here and there, but they they seem to rebound so well. You know, they may play poorly one game, but then they come back and. You know, Bukayo Saka is such a great player. I think he, he just brings so much to the team. I mean, I'm so super glad that he's playing on the England national national team. And they beat a Newcastle team that has spent a little bit of money, you know, to, to improve their squad and, and were comfortable 4-1 winners. I yeah. mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, and I think it was they were up 4-0 for most of the game. And that's when Newcastle scored late on. But they're just, you know, by far one of the top teams. And so I'm, I'm really excited to going down to the to kind of the end here. Uh, they did have a bit of a mishap in the Champions League. I don't know if you saw that last week. So they, 
lost their first leg. It was only yeah. one nothing. Yeah, but, I'm um, sure they'll be all right. I think so. And then again, they're fighting on on those fronts as well to potentially uh, get back. So, yeah, um, exciting times for the top three. So I think you're absolutely right. This is uh, the time for so maybe us to say yes. It's now a three horse race. And the other thing about um, uh, the Arsenal versus City uh, uh, d- uh, dynamic is that uh, yeah. it's the uh, the teacher and the pupil, right? Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Between Pep and uh, Arteta, so Arteta mm-hmm. was his was his right hand man for years. That's right. Was his assistant after his playing career. Obviously, he played for Arsenal um, and uh, came back, and obviously has a massive um, love for the club. So going back to Arsenal and now, and, and really, uh, to be fair to him, he's done a fantastic job because they were down in the dumps there. And uh, he's been able to to turn it around, ironically, from uh, the the manager who's now managing the fourth place team. So yeah, uh, yeah it's 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 amazing how who's that goes done a around. great job with that club, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, Una exactly. Emery has done a fantastic job with Aston Villa. And if you look at the you know fifth place and sixth place here, they're really they're really not that close anymore. It looks like it's starting to uh, uh, separate itself from the rest of the yeah. league. Yeah. I, I agree. I think you got the three horse race, and then you got five through. I'll be nice and say eleven with Chelsea included. Five through eleven, <laughs> <laughs> but that they they're the ones competing for, um, you know, the fourth place through the seventh place. So uh, five, six, and five and six gets into automatically into the Europa League, and then the seventh place team has a playoff as well. So uh, there's there's opportunities for some of those other teams to potentially get up. Brighton's in seventh place right now, but they're still eight points behind fifth place. Right. So there's, there's, it's almost like uh, three little leagues going on there. All right. Free kicks is brought to you by the Illinois youth soccer association. Illinois youth soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois youth soccer is a nonprofit corporation official state association and charter member of U.S. Soccer Federation, U.S. Youth Soccer, and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay, and I think we have some of this, too. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. What else is going on? It seems like you're very busy, busy yeah. these days. Busy, yeah. It seems like that's all I ever say, but it's a, it's a good busy. Uh, last week was really exciting for me because we was able to get uh, a bunch of uh, directors, technical leaders for clubs in the Chicagoland area in person and, and, and try to start talking about maybe changing the narrative a little bit in terms of how we can help our players, consistently help our players. So that was great. So that's uh, the the course formerly known as the DOC course. It's now called the Club Technical Leadership Level One because there's actually three levels to that course. Oh. So we're hoping that a lot of a lot of the, the the technical leaders will go to the second level and then potentially the third level as well. So that was fun. And then finishing up our D license, we had really 24 fantastic people uh, in the course. Um, they're now working on their final assessments, putting things together. And 
we were outside this weekend, Rick. It was unbelievable. Yeah. On Sunday, yes, <laughs> Sunday, uh, for those people who are listening outside of Chicagoland, it's it's definitely never 60 degrees in, in Chicago in February. So we're out on the turf. It was great. I had to kick off people from the fields because everybody was out there. So uh, it, it was great. So that was good. And then well, starting golfing. Off, oh, yeah. I saw people golfing too. Yeah. It's like, man, dusted off the clubs. So, um, so yeah, so which is great. I, and then we've got our C license going. And then we've just added a, a new B license for people. We've got a couple of B licenses going on, but if anybody's interested, we do have a summer B license. And then in the next week, we'll be also offering a new uh, club technical leadership course, which will be starting in the summer as well. So lots of stuff going on. Okay. Uh, time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. And, you know, after the Big Caribou Cup uh, final, I'm going to take some pity on you. This one is a... Uh... Not as hard as some of the previous guests, the Premier League stars. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So obviously, obviously, Sean didn't give you this one. Uh, actually, he did. Uh, he did. <laughs> oh, he the, did. It, it, I made him give me a second choice because the one he gave me was ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Um, so anyway, this week's uh, Premier League star is 27 years old. Right, So an established star in the league. He's a winger slash forward, and he wears number 20. Who is it? <laughs> yeah. need board. Where's number 20? Yeah, I think I might need a little bit more than that. Okay. He just played his 150th game for his current club. So he is... Uh, he, he, when you think of this player, you think of him wearing the colors that he wears on this current club. Okay. His, his previous teams, I'll tell you, were Hull City... And Hereford United. Okay. Yeah, Hereford, yep. Hereford. Hereford. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have some international experience. He's played. He's got five caps for England. Okay. All right. He plays in London. All right. Winger, number 20, plays for... Um... Goodness, it's not easy. Um, I'll give you a hint. So the team was, I have two choices here. Team he plays for, uh, I'm going to go with this one, Bubbles. Oh, there you go. Okay. I was going to say uh, East East Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> and he had, did he, did he have a pretty good weekend or good day yesterday, would you say? Yeah, he might have, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty decent one. Yeah. Um, so um, I I think uh, he's kind of floating around the outskirts of the England team. I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, make the Euros team, but uh, uh, yeah, this would be Mr. Jared Bowen. That's right, from West Ham. You know, every time I watch him play, I I think to myself, how is this guy scoring goals? He looks like he's, you know, yeah. half the size of the other players out there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he gets head balls, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he, he, the other guy that is like that to me is, uh, Diego Jota from, uh, Liverpool. Yeah. You yeah, look at him yeah. and you're like, how is this guy muscling people off the ball? He looks like a little tiny guy. Yes. But, yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Now he's, he's, um, so 
interesting story about him is if anybody's ever watched there's a there's a movie called the football factory um and it was kind of a it, it was kind of a cult soccer movie it's about so unfortunately the Ligans and those types of things west ham ironically um the person who plays in the main character in that show his name is uh danny dyer and amazingly enough jared bowen is now married to his daughter oh wow <laughs> yes so actually i don't know if they are married but they're they're, they're, they're together. together they're a couple yeah um but they are um but they're expecting some i think they're expecting or i think they may have just had uh twins so they just had a couple of babies just this past year but well then but they that's must, kind they must be married uh, yeah exactly but they they there's a few chance i want people to research it on West Ham fans do about uh, Danny Dyer, the personality, and then Danny Dyer's daughter is called Danny Dyer, but Danny with an I, which is interesting. Okay. So there's so people have to do uh, a little bit of research. Okay. I would recommend they do that. So you'll you'll find some, maybe some um, colourful language in a few of those <laughs> chants on uh, on Danny Dyer and Jared Bowen, but uh, all in good fun. All and Jared Bowen is not a hooligan. He's not a hooligan. Right. He's he's a very good guy, stand-up guy. And in fact, Danny Dyer, who was in that movie, he also starred in uh, a long-running uh, soap opera in England that most people watch. So he's a little bit of a personality uh, on TV. So uh, quite quite well known okay. in England for sure. Yeah. All right. So it's a celebrity couple. It's like uh, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. Bex and uh, and Posh Spice. Definitely. Yeah, at, a, yeah. At, a, at a lower level, but right. you're absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. All right, other than the uh, one you just gave them <laughs> for the, <Yeah. laughs> the hooligan movie. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, definitely Football Factory if you get a chance to watch that. Um Got some good games this week. Really yeah. excited about how it is. And it's nice. It's a traditional Saturday, Sunday with yes. the Monday night game as well. So that makes life a little bit easier. We do have some FA Cup matches this week. So you're going to see a lot of teams play on Wednesday and Thursdays that go to ESPN Plus uh, watching those games. And in fact, what we were talking about, Leeds, uh, Daniel Farker, uh-huh. uh, he's playing against uh, my Chelsea this week. So that will be an interesting game. So if anybody... Again, historically, going back, Chelsea Leeds United FA Cup final back in early 70s was the game that had the most fouls ever in. So most fouls ever recorded in a game. I think wow. there was like two or three two or three red cards in there too. So it was, wasn't the best cup final. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. We've got a couple of derbies. All so right. Derby. I love my derbies. So we've got uh, Brentford Chelsea, although it's not. It's a derby because they're both in West London. Saturday morning should be a good one to watch. But there's only one derby to watch this weekend. It's got to be Sunday, the 3rd of March, Man City at home against the noisy neighbours, Manchester United. Was it used? I think it's now the other way. Now, right? yeah. So Man United, <laughs> Man United are now the noisy neighbours to Man City. So it is. That's going to be a good one. Nine thirty Sunday morning. Definitely get your tea, get your get your uh, food ready to go. As you might be eating some of your uh, hot croissants or whatever it is. Yeah. Some yogurt, some granola. Your chip buddy. 
Chip Butty. Might be a bit early for Chip Butties. But turn that one. That should be on NBC, I would think. Half night. Actually, that might be a USA because it's a bit early because they have a lot of other programs. But USA, Man City, Man United. Although, actually, I'm just hearing through the wire now. It's going to be on Peacock, so be ready for that. Okay. Well, that is definitely a game worth watching. Yes. Uh, Thank you Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Uh, Now approaching 70 years of service, uh, Green White uh, provides soccer programs for kids and grown-ups of all ages, starting from U8 all the way through over 50. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org. All right, uh, we have people to thank. We have to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with Opi Shows. Thank you, uh, Tony, for all your hard work on the show. We also need to thank Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand-new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?